Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Today on Stasis Pod, we are subjecting you to TMI. Ooh, too it much. Is I, I feel like maybe TLDR would have been a little more appropriate, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I guess the problem is, even though it was too long, Bulkhead still read it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It should it should be too long, don't read. <laughs> too long, yeah. don't read. Dun, dun. Jen, Jen, what do you think about this title? I, it just feels... I think it's pretty I mean, clever. We, we do get a title drop. Uh, it is fairly clever. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I don't know. I, I guess the colloquial interpretation of TMI just makes generally it not good involves for me. yes things that are much dirtier. Yes, naughty things. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Bulkhead isn't telling us about uh, you know his uh, his bunion situation or like this bad hookup he had sexual, last week. <laughs> sexual conquests, rectal yeah. bleeding. <laughs> no, indeed, we uh, we join uh, Miku and Bulkhead in the Autobot base on Sunday, 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 Sunday. Yay! Oh, also, before we get started, I would like to mention, uh, when I started it up on Netflix this time, I got a message saying the show would be available until August 31st. Ah. Oh, dear. I need to find a backup. I've got my DVDs. So, but I believe it was saying August 16th yes, before. Yes, I wonder if maybe they're going to extend it. Oh, oh. So we'll see. Please, let's hope for for my sake, because I didn't plan on buying the DVDs anytime soon. But it's so good and pretty. Anyway, this first aired almost seven years ago. Good Lord. In fact, longer than seven oh years God, ago. August 7th, 2011. I'm going to no, go die bit, now. Yeah. I'm just going to go crawl into a hole and, and die. In fact, it first aired in Canada. <laughs> Ooh. Whereas it didn't air in the States for like yeah. another month. Yeah, hmm. I kind of remember. That was the start of that shit where like... People had seen the episode and were spoiling it, and, and there was torrenting and, and uh, nonsense. And it was written once again by our old friend, secret supervillain Joseph Kerr. <laughs> uh, last seen on Crisscross. Mm-hmm. Jump, jump. So anyway, we open with some uh, some car-crushing, metal-mashing mayhem. Oh! Yes, beasties! Ticket price pays for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, wait, did, did they actually uh, this, say this Beast was probably or, or they say the uh they refer to them as the the baddest beast machines. <laughs> oh, that yes. Was... 
Also, this is almost certainly an illegal recording because Miko says that this is like yeah. the highlights from when they went to it. And that's like, it's a bootleg. It's I mean, a bootleg. Listen, Miko. that's probably like the least illegal thing Miko has done all week. That's fair. Yeah. That is fair. I, I got the impression that like she recorded on her cell phone, although it looks really good. And how the hell did she do it back then, converting it to DV? But it looks uh, surprisingly know, good for a back bootleg. In, back in those recorded. days, Japanese phone technology was way ahead on that sort of stuff than compared to American. Also, phones. maybe the Autobots upgraded her phone for like surveillance ca- capacities, but she's actually using it to boot like monster truck shows. That sounds entirely like a thing that is actually happening, yes. And also, just the fact they refer to these monster trucks as beast machines just makes me wish that they were like uh, those old Hot Wheels attack pack monster trucks. (laughs) Or even more interesting monster trucks like the Gravedigger and some things that were like, had molded body panels that looked like animalistic and monstrous. Or of course, Truckosaurus. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, there should be a truckosaurus. I mean, they would—they are definitely legally prohibited from using truckosaurus. Aww. Well, yeah, we have to wait until the next series to get a knockoff truckosaurus. Yeah, truckosaurus is a registered trademark of Truckosaurus LLC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, was oh the Simpsons had a truckosaurus thing? Was it actually truckosaurus I or something? I think else? oh, it was like Carzilla or something. Oh. Anywho, back to this show and uh, a thingamabob. Yes. Yes. So uh, so they are just hanging out watching this. Ratchet treats this like my grandfather treated MMA. Like this is, this is hideous. <laughs> blood sport. Yes, he calls it a blood sport. And they're like, oh, yeah. The <laughs> That's what makes it great. <laughs> anyway, he's like, hey, maybe you two should be like watching TV. Maybe, you know... Optimus is off trying to find, like, another Cybertronian doodad that we're constantly just leaving on Earth. <laughs> so maybe you should help. So, he, and of course, he's it's uh, Ratchet, so he's got some exposition. It is a Cybertronian data cylinder, which uh, store, which, like, they put all of their knowledge on a specific subject into, like, one of these things. So it's it's basically... It's like a fairly high capacity USB drive that just has the contents of Wikipedia. Uh, Of specific categories of Wikipedia. Like, like it's all the Wikipedia entries on, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so it says like stellar cartography, medicine, um, secondary characters on Naruto. Uh, wow, that, that's a big, oh man, that's, that's the episode. Bulkhead is just inundated with Naruto facts and cannot stop. (laughs) He paints himself orange. It's like, it's like working with the 20 somethings I have to deal with at work. Well, no, like if it's secondary Naruto characters, he wouldn't be Naruto. He wouldn't be orange. He's already green. He'd probably just be Rock Lee. I, Locking his Sharinga, or, um, oh, what is it? Confession, I, I know literally nothing about Naruto. He's like a blonde guy, he's a ninja, kind of sounds like he's like a pack-a-day smoker. He says, believe it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're cat people or something? Or he's a cat person? Cat what? No, he's a fox no, oh, no. spirit fox, like he, thing. He has the spirit of a fox god 
thing in him. Yeah, it's not like in the sense of being like a furry, except I guess kind of it is, but not really. It's more just like having this like ancient god spirit thing that you are reborn as or you are the reborn version of look i i read like the first issue or the first collection of the manga because i was like i like foxes and like before the show had even been brought over to the u.s and then i was like but I don't really like shonen manga because I'm an adult. Yeah, it's and so- <laughs> very shonen. It, it's a, a very typical example of shonen in, in that, oh, it, it's good. It, it's building characters, more characters, more characters, more characters. Tournament! Yay! It's, oh, I, I used to leave it on in the background sometimes when I was playing, like, the Burning Crusade expansion of World of Warcraft, so... Oh yeah, that it's was good a long background time ago. for doing other video game things. But that's anyway. that's my experience with with Naruto. Also, I work with twenty somethings, so they know far more about Naruto and Yu Gi Oh and all that stuff. And meanwhile, I'm like, back in my day, we watched neon genesis evangelion on vhs tapes that we paid 30 dollars for two episodes for and we liked it oh wow you paid man i i got those from a uh fan sub or in college i didn't have to pay nothing i just watched <laughs> Any, his comments. yeah anyway we, we are um, anyway we are, uh, welcome back to our anime podcast yeah we we are seriously diverting from our keikaku here <laughs> and keikaku means plan <laughs> <laughs> We actually That's rented them joke. from Blockbuster. Oh, well, I wouldn't rent entire series. I just rent the OVAs and, and early, the shittier shows from earlier. But, wait, back on topic. Not an anime podcast. <laughs> God yet. knows you, God knows you two are trying. Though they, he does mention cultural stuff, so there would, he, well, yeah. he mentions like ancient Cybertronian yes. mythology and stuff being on there. So there are some yeah. cultural things, but presumably not like, whatever dumb pop culture thing was popular when it no, was made. We're talking like the Covenant of Primus, I assume, here. Yeah. But, okay, if they actually have, like, popular, the equivalent of anime and, and movies and shit on Cybertron back in the day, in the ancient times, whoever was programming and filling these information cylinders would have filled it with their own nerdy garbage. Well, yes, so it's got basically, like, the equivalent of, like, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy of the time, but not, like, whatever the dumb anime that people from, like, ten years younger than them care about. Interestingly, it's kind of the, uh, kind of the Cybertron version of, uh, Sounds of Earth. Yeah. Interestingly, considering that there is also an Earth version of Sounds of Earth in the Transformers yes. mythology. <laughs> now I want, like, when IDW reboots their series, which is coming in the near future, I want one of the series to be someone from Cybertron going out trying to find things like these. That is, they're trying to find the Cybertronian equivalent of the lost episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> Yes, they're trying to find the Cybertronian equivalent of, like, when I worked at a used bookstore and we'd get, like, the Robotech art books in. Or Mm. the, like, 
1985 encyclopedia of superheroes that I remembered from my middle school library. Oh, wait, we we already have a Cybertronian whose tech spec uh, kind of does that. Um, bring more Acid Storm. Oh, yes. Yes. The strangest secret seeker experience. Anyway. Anyway, so the Decepticons super want to get this thing <laughs> because they sent Knockout, Breakdown, and a bunch of Viacons to slug it out with the Autobots. I, I appreciate that RC is just kicking the heck out of Breakdown. Yes. Because he's big and she kicks. I'm sure Breakdown's just, oh, oh, so much for the tolerant left. <laughs> oh my god. He is. Anyway, so Optimus is all bulkhead. We're, we're, getting our, we're getting our asses kicked out here. Get, get out here. So bulkhead goes. And shockingly, Miko does not sneak along until uh, Ratchet decides, <laughs> yes. uh, hey, Miko, you got uh, time to lean? You got time to clean? And hands her a mop. That's child labor, <sighs> Ratchet, and it is illegal on this planet. Yes. On this planet, that is illegal. I don't care how things yeah. are on Cybertron. Because yeah, so indeed uh, Miko- she- like, is she going to use the broom to clean her room? No, she's going to the hoedown showdown, so she flies off on her broom to the <laughs> fight. Uh, Miko's delivery. Oh, I was just about to make that joke. Ha! <laughs> I, I had that joke in my head, and it just sort of fell apart before I got to it. <laughs> so, yeah, she gets there. There is robot carnage all around her, and... Bulkhead just almost straight up punches a Viacon on top of her. Yeah, yes, because um, there's a reason you shouldn't be following them around. Oh my god, they're much larger than you. Yes, so, you will get stepped as on. The, as the Viacon is falling, fade to black, go to title, Miko's dead. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rest of the episode is just them trying to hose off this Viacon. Anyway, so she avoids the uh, the Viacon, uh, and she finds the cylinder, which kind of looks like the uh, the world's largest vape pen, <laughs> or yeah. uh, I don't know, a quote unquote massager, <laughs> or a, um, a sonic screwdriver, or uh, the dark saber, or uh, just techno thingy with one glowy end. Adult toy. Uh, Hal 9000's Ding Dong. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> anyway, That's so... That's what makes you go, ew. So she phones up Ratchet and says, like, hey, I found this thing. Ground bridge this crap out of here. And, of course, Ratchet is somewhat surprised that she snuck along, even though... Come on, Ratchet. You've met her. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Come on. And there's kind of a hilarious bit where he, like, ground, you know, the ground bridge is at about 50 yards away. He needs precise coordinates, so she's just trying to push it over there. Yes, and it's, you know, like, at least the size of a car. But, uh, because, as is cleverly explained later, it, uh, in the event that it is threatened, it's designed to just, like, shoot its knowledge into space. So that, uh, somebody can't get away with it. But because it was Produced before the war, both Autobot and Decepticon are not considered threats, but this uh, this scrawny little meat bag is. 
the strange extraterrestrial creature. Yes, this 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 puzzling oily ape. Yeah, Miko is an alien threat. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I think alien threat is probably one of the bands she likes. Yeah, they <laughs> yes. they do mention uh, that band that now I should have written down because it, now I've forgotten. The all name I can of think it. of is Sonic Death Monkey, but that's not correct. No, it's not the one in this one. Um, uh. Anyway, th- there's an odd not. I'm not sure if it's well, it's trying to be funny, but it's like Knockout says say hello to Papa, and then Bulkheads like cry to Mommy, and then Breakdowns say Uncle. Yeah, this episode is very quippy. Yeah, it, that uh, did remind me though of of the Generation One episode "Roll for It," in in which Sideswipe and Sunstreaker are beating up on some Seekers, and and uh, I think it's Sideswipe demands that one of them say "Uncle," and and when it does, he's like, "I didn't know Decepticons had uncles." <laughs> Uh, I like that episode that, too much. Is that the same episode where Optimus Prime's talking about a booby trap? No. I think that's Prime uh, Target where with the the booby trap. The one with that like old British hunter guy. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a that's pretty Anyway, good the uh good the you. band in question is Slash Monkey. Yes, that's the one. I was thinking of Sonic Death Monkey from High Fidelity. Uh-huh. Oh. Anyway, so this thing's about to like blast its knowledge into space but unfortunately bulkhead at that point gets his head right in front of it and it just zaps itself into his brain this phallic device is about to blow its load into space i didn't want to say it (laughs) (laughs) i did so so bulkhead is disoriented knockout takes the opportunity to yoink this thing and just peace out Yes. So, yeah, like, him and Breakdown open another space bridge and they go home. But there's already a space bridge open pretty nearby, and that's a thing we've been warned in a previous episode is a bad thing, but that's kind of ignored because they're not on the same camera angle at the same time. Yeah. But those two leave, and then the Viacons have to fly home? <laughs> yep. What? Yep. Uh, I, I, do, I do not get that part. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, like, it's like flying coach versus flying first class. Yes. Only they... the best for a knockout. Yes. And his... He's not gonna walk. And his attaché. And his But, like, why do the vehicles have to fly home? That That's wasting more energy. Maybe, well, I guess space bridge yeah, may it takes... It's already open. It's... Eh, strange. Maybe the space... Maybe the bridge takes, like, more energy the more people go through it. Hmm. It just seems strange. But it's not necessarily a thing for the Autobots because presumably the humans are so teensy it doesn't tax it too much. Yeah, because yeah, it they're just rattles small. humans' teeth. Maybe mm. Vicons maybe Vicons are non sentient, but they talk and they can't go through I don't know. It's it's very weird. Yes it is. <laughs> anyway, so we're back at the Autobot base, Bulkhead's getting checked out. He's fine, but he's also weirdly smart now. Because he, he says that Ratchet is is null vector squared. Yeah, that's the first clue, and, and and even that takes a while, and that just was like a weird tick. It's like, wait, what? What does it even make? And then suddenly we realize we're in Grimlock's new brain. Yay! So the Technobots are going to show up, right? Sadly, no. Uh, oh, I love the Technobots. 
Well, it, it's not just Grimlock's new brain. It, it's kind of Flowers for Bulkhead's new brain. Cause there's it kind a, of is. Although, I mean, he never really, like, benefits from having this intelligence. Yeah. Well, well if you've actually read Flowers for Algernon, neither kind of does the main character after a point. It's... Well, yeah, but there's... Uh, the, it's a book I was forced to like read. Like, there's no good part for him. No, like, well, no. There, there's there's the, no period where it's actually good for him. Right, I mean, there's no part where he's just, like, charming and suave and, like, uh, I don't know, yeah. uh, charming RC or something. That's because she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> but she's had many partners who were male-presenting robots. Yeah, I've had lots of friends who are male-presenting robots. <laughs> oh, just yeah, friends. Perfect. And and she does have that one horrible ex who uh, just keeps uh, dropping back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we keep getting distracted a lot this episode. Yes, we do. So, uh in a perhaps an homage to the previous bulkhead, uh bulkhead takes an interest in painting. Yay. Yes, except not art this time. No, he's painting like Really bad kanji. Like, the kind you'd see on sheets that, that are, they're faking kanji, so they're not real, but, but they're faking them intentionally, so they're not like putting like fish lover or something, like bad <laughs> tattoos. It, it's just like smudged, <laughs> wide, weird stuff. Listen, we have to find 15 white girls. Their tramp stamps spell out the formula for synthetic energon. <laughs> Um, there's an anime that's almost that plot. Good lord. Aww. Those who hunt elves, some, it's a traditional, like, people from Earth get chucked to a fantasy planet series that isn't popular anymore because they're all, people get stuck in a video game that's a fantasy. Anyway, they get stuck in a different world, and they have to find, like, kanji, whatever, symbols that have been stuck on a bunch of elves because the the they had an elf trying to help them create a portal home. It fucked up, and the symbols got stuck on a bunch of elves. So they have to strip elves to get the symbols back, so they can do the <laughs> ritual again to go home. And they have a tank with infinite. Long ammo. Horizon is much better than Sword Art Online. Come fight me. Now, are we talking like Lord of the Rings type elves, or like Keebler elves? El- the sexy anime elves. Okay. Elves. I don't know. They might have been like Keebler elves. That'd be harder to find. <laughs> and like the tattoos would be way smaller. They would be very small tattoos then. No, no. It's of course sexy anime elves because Japan. And, and they're always sexy anime elves. Just hot girls with pointy ears and long hair. I, I had anyway. a friend who said he was disappointed <laughs> to find out that that show wasn't about like hunting down elves and you know, for sport. No, they're not trying to kill elves. <laughs> they're hunting them to get home. So, like, do they have to, like, get the tattoo off them? Or do they just, like, get copy it down? Or take a picture? No, they, um, if I remember correctly... Or do they just, they like, collect to... a bunch of elves? No, they have to get the spell off and put it onto the elf that was doing the ritual. But I think the elf that did the ritual got turned into a dog. Oops. So putting the symbols on a dog... If I'm... I may be mixing up two shows right now. So what you're saying is they don't have to flay these elves. No, they're not killing them. Well, I guess that's good. But they do have to strip them naked. Of course. <laughs> wow, what a surprise. 
Anyway, An so yeah, so, stripping people naked. Yeah, so Bulkhead is using this mop as a as a paintbrush, and he is painting these symbols. And Ratchet recognizes that they are a scientific formula, and so they determine that this is actually the formula for synthetic energon. And as Bruce, we know, he says it, that's not art; it's science. Yes. Although I, I like that uh, Miko is trying to tell like Ratchet that something's going on here, and Ratchet's all, "Yes, I'm, I'm sure one hasn't truly lived until one has beheld Bulkhead's take on still life with lug nuts." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because Ratchet is a real bitch in this episode. He is. Yeah, he's he's extra sassy. I didn't actually write down any of his lines, but he's got some good one-liners like that. Or, oh, there's one line he just enunciates really weird. It was early in the episode. I forget what it was. Yeah. Oh, it's when he's talking about um the like the information in the cylinders. He he says vast is vast. Yes, that was it. As as a a brief aside, uh, as as I've mentioned before, I am currently working part time at Starbucks, and I have started referring to our dark caramel. And- uh, no, uh, Jeffrey, I'm sorry, there was a typo in your script. They actually put like twelve A's in the word vast. Uh, listen, I'm not doing a second take. I've I've got a Star Trek spinoff to be on. Vast. <laughs> Wait, no, he, the Star Trek spinoff was before, or wait, no, was... No, this actually does not, I, I don't think this at all crosses over with, uh, Enterprise. Yeah, this is sort of the point where it was just, like, the remakes, or the re-whatever. Listen, these robots are fine, but I gotta be in Andorian makeup by lunch. (laughs) Let's make with the robots. Anyway, so back at Decepticon HQ, Megatron is all, you morons, this is empty. How am I going to vape with this? (laughs) (laughs) There's no juice. I need my vape juice. So, yeah, it's empty, and uh, they explain that, well, you know, it kind of zapped Bulkhead. Oh, well, then it's it's in Bulkhead. So go get me him and or his head. So this seems like a really weird data storage format because I can't even really think of anything that basically like self erases unless you're a hacker trying to self erases by like shooting stuff out yeah yeah I mean presumably it's some sort of I mean since it's light then it must be some sort of you know light based uh, optical storage but it's like uh, I don't know. It seems just like a very bad idea to store it this way when you could store it in some format that doesn't, like, make it immediately useless the moment it decides to blow its load. I mean, think of it like a... It's like a filing cabinet, and if it's tampered with, the drawers are spring-loaded and they shoot all the folders out and set them on fire. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible way to do things. (laughs) Well, if you don't want people poking around your filing cabinet. I guess. I do not remember that episode of Hong Kong 4 where the files burst into flames. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, he's he's not the number one data retrieval guy. No. (laughs) A much more boring show. At some point, uh, 
Ratchet refers to, or no, or is it Bulkhead refers to Perceptor's Paradox. That's Bulkhead. He's doing all kinds <gasps> of name drops here. He also yes! um, talks about RDRR, which is a gag Yay! from The Simpsons. Oh. Oh. Yes, really? It's, I like it. Because it's also presumably a reference to Ralston's Universal Robots. No, no, no. It's not R-U-R. It's oh. R-D-R. Like, ah. like hardy har har okay. Uh-huh. Which is, it's like a first or second season episode where Bart fakes test results so everybody thinks he's a genius. And so somebody mm-hmm. makes that obscure mathematical joke at him and he's totally clueless. R-D-R-R, <laughs> Bart. And Bulkhead also refers to Clank's Law, which is a reference to Planck's Law. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is amusing because that means that there are uh, Autobots named both Ratchet and Clank. And Freud. Oh, <laughs> uh, that. Well, yeah, there's no video game about them, though. And wrong. No, but oh, man. That I, I really like James Roberts, but Freud annoys the piss out of me. I love it's it so, so dumb. much. It's a little too pleased. I with know. Anyway, so he's writing this stuff down. Obviously, Energon is extremely important to Autobots because it is their fuel, it is their money, and it is their blood. <laughs> And also their food. And also their ammunition, as he yes. points out. Like, oh, that, it, that, oh. it's like the spice. <laughs> melange? <laughs> it must flow. A melange of spices. Uh, anyway, break down and, and knock out Wanna Go get the thing, but Megatron say, whoa, you're gonna fail me again? And then, then yeah. it fades to a moon in his face, which, that was a neat shot. Yes, and also he calls Bolt, he also calls Breakdown a one-eyed burn, oaf, man. which I like. <laughs> yes, man, Megatron is so mean. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a very you-blundering, tape-filled idiot kind of insult. <laughs> <laughs> I love you-blundering, tape-filled idiot. It's mm. the best. <laughs> it's so specific. <laughs> Like, it's, it's kind of a very Generation 1 kind of insult, like where Megatron would tell Starscream that he couldn't lead ant droids to a picnic. Yes! <sighs> you know, normally, I, I have such a love-hate relationship with puns. But man, all of those. Just so good and so bad. So anyway, there is, uh, there is bad news, because Bulkhead... Uh, while he is monomaniacally obsessed with writing this stuff down, he doesn't remember Miko's name. Yeah, well, he yeah. forgets Ratchet's so first. So this is like overriding all of his actual, like, yes. brain. Yes, and this episode gets pretty sad. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it yeah. goes to some sort of depressing, like, oh like, some sort of bleak places. Yeah. Uh-huh, it's my favorite, it's my favorite place to go. So anyway, uh, Meg, uh, Prime, you know, he, you know, they, there's one way to get it out, maybe, and that is maybe to get it back into its cylinder. But Megatron has the cylinder. So, Prime is actually gonna make a deal yep. with Megatron. And, and he likes the cylinder. Actually gets Megatron to show up. And the deal is, you give us the cylinder, we'll give it back to you full. And there's no indication that Prime is gonna like, 
renege on this. Yeah, no. Yeah? I mean, he's... He's sufficiently willing to save Bulkhead's life that he's going to give Megatron this synthetic energy. It's Which, a very prime thing to do. It, it mm-hmm. is. It's like, I wish more of the implications of that had been discussed by at least Ratchet. Like, we can't give it to him. We have to. And, and this could actually end the war, maybe? Yes. Like, if Megatron has... The, mm-hmm. I mean, Megatron still wants to destroy shit and take over, but... Like, he could piss off back to Cybertron with artificial Energon? Yeah, because they even talk about, like, reactivating Energon. Or, sorry, reactivating Cybertron. Cybertron. But, uh, so, like, if they had this technology, why didn't they use it previously? That is a good question. And if the reason they didn't use it previously, like, why does that reason not apply now? I mean, this is ancient like, enough if that there was maybe some lack of yeah, resources. Did they suddenly have those resources? Right. It was like theoretical at the time. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. see that. I'll allow it, that. It, it's things not explored enough in this episode. Yes, because we must focus on sadness. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I, I like that. Uh, Megatron, or the Prime just sort of greets Megatron. Megatron, I have a proposal. Would you make me the luckiest Autobot on Earth? (laughs) 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 Their conversation, like, when Knockout calls and, and, like, Megatron says to him, it's like, is it working out? It's like, no, it's complicated. You could edit this scene to, like, their relationships, like, do you want? Do you want to go out? It's complicated. So. Yes, Prime, you fool! We're on the jumbotron. <laughs> this will be so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so things are not going well. Ratchet can't really, you know, they're he's, you know, Prime is trying to do this, but there's nothing really Ratchet can do. So Miko decides that if she's going to take Bulkhead. You know, she's got to restore his, she's got to sort of jog his memory by taking him back to this, this uh, monster truck stadium. So she, she can't actually get him to go. So she has to like swipe his paintbrush. Yes. And like lead him through, uh, through the ground. Yes. She's like, come on, come on. But unfortunately, once they get there, they're, he's just painting the stuff on like the stadium walls. Yes. And so. Uh, knockout and breakdown are all like, we've detected the signature, so he's all, bring me the head of Bulkhead. <laughs> Which, uh, if you'll remember, the previous Bulkhead also had a thing about getting decapitated. Yeah? Oh, yeah. That's, wow, there's a lot that's of fair. Except this time, they're after his head, series. not the body. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's his head they want. Yes. So, so yeah, they oh, yeah, get they, there they, and... Okay, it being... It being a reference sort of to animate, it makes more sense than in the back of my brain, wondering if it had something to do with Dobie Gillis. No, nothing ever has anything to do with Dobie Gillis. Isn't that the thing that um, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo is kind of based on? E- probably. Yes. That sounds about uh, right. Star- like there, was like a beat, there was a beatnik character who was vaguely based on him. Who's yeah, uh, played by, right. uh, what the fuck, uh, Gilligan, what the fuck was Oh, right, name? that's right, uh, Bob Denver. I think. Yeah, popped in. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> to Google, my brain is confused. To why did I even bring up? The, oh, right, bring me the head of Dobie Gillis was a, I think, TV movie. Yeah, Bob Denver, uh, uh, Gilligan. 
Oh. And yes, he was oh. Maynard G. Krebs on The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. <laughs> God, that name. Anyway, so she's trying to jog his memory of like, uh, you know, Sunday morning dune bashings, rocking out to Slash Monkey, or, uh, or helping me with my homework. Trick question. Uh, I never do homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How how have you not been expelled from both school and this country, Miko? <laughs> well, I, we may I don't never think know. They can expel her. Like <laughs> if she, if she's on like a student exchange thing, she's here for a set period of time. Like unless she burns down the school, they probably can't send her I'm away. Kind of surprised. I mean, she did have that uh, terrifying science project. Well, yeah. yes, but like, wait, which was which was the volcano? Wasn't that? I think that was maybe Jack. Or wait, who? She had like the terrifying motorcycle engine thing. No, the motorcycle engine. No, that was Jack's. Okay, actually, maybe she had the solar system, which was actually the least terrifying of those. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Knockout is very unsympathetic about this. (laughs) Yeah, he's because he shows up. Breakdown shows up. They escape to the parking lot. Um, I kind of like that. Once they escape there, you know. Bulkhead is in vehicle mode, and Breakdown's just in robot mode with his hammer arm, just smashing random cars. Yes. But no, it's not just random cars. The parking lot is filled with nothing but monster trucks. Yes. So, like, Bulkhead sticks out like a sore thumb because he's smaller than everything else in the parking lot. Yes, but well, I, I, mean... I guess Breakdown doesn't really know what trucks look like, despite being a truck. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. He has only has eyes for cars. Aww. And meanwhile, Megatron has found out that they found Bulkhead, so he just says, hey, Viacons, uh, deals off beat up Optimus Prime. <laughs> so Knockout does find Bulkhead, but he immediately just transforms and, like, starts painting on Knockout's chest. Yes. Which is the worst thing you could do. <laughs> Yeah. Like, just like, <gasps> like, how dare how you paint you? my paint job? Prepare for surgery. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> says prepare for surgery. Just great. Again, more one-liners this episode. He's the best. So, uh, so Breakdown knocks out Bulkhead, um, and Knockout's gonna, uh, gonna do some decapitation here. And at this point, Megatron's all, well, they got Bulkhead. Guess nobody gets this. And he just crushes this cylinder like a beer can. Just in his hand. Just, yep. Megatron, why you, would it, like, you could have used it to suck the thing out, maybe, instead of using... I don't know if it also sucks. Yeah, but, like, at least it's maybe a better option than trying to get them out of this disembodied head. Eh, I mean, again, we know that it it blows. I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't know if it also sucks. <laughs> yeah, wow. Anyway, this this does suck for uh, for Bulkhead because his sole defender is now Miko, and mm. she has a mop. She didn't have the mop. She left it behind. Oh wait, no, no, she did. No, she does no, have the mop. In the arena. Well, because Bulkhead Damn. was just using it to paint with uh, to paint on uh, Knockout there. Yes. Oh, All she has is a mop. So she she misses him, she falls on him, and then I'm not sure exactly what makes 
this stuff shoot out? Is it because Megatron crushed the cylinder? I think it's because Miko is, again, interfering with it, and it's like, oh my god, the human. There's a human here again. Oh, I didn't even think yeah, of that. Yeah, it's somehow not the cylinder that shoots it out, it's the data itself that shoots out when Squishy Alien gets nearby. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't feel like Miko does that intentionally, since she kind of backs into Bulkhead's head. Yeah, no, she just kind of falls off. Accidentally just shoots out. Yeah, I kind of feel like if that was, if she could do this intentionally, she probably would have done it yeah. already. Yeah, so it just shoots out of his eyes like he's Cyclops. Yes, exactly like that, because it's red. And unfortunately, it seems to have taken his brain with him, because he's just in a coma now. Yeah. yeah. Sad ending. And so Knockout is all, oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, yeah. Megatron is going to have our hides for this, so we're just going to murder you. It'll make us feel better. <laughs> we're going to take it out on you. Yes. But then the rest of the Autobot shop, so he just pieces out again. Yeah, yep. after, um, at some point in there, Knockout says that Bulkhead's had too much to think. Yes, that was pretty yes. clever. That that's my favorite joke of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knockout one. is at like maximum sass for most of this episode. Yes, yeah. he's so good. He's so sassy. So we're back at the Autobot base, and uh, yeah, we're we're just not sure. And Miko, of course, blames herself for all this because uh, you know that. But it is it, your it, fault, Miko. His, his <laughs> mind was lo- shot heavenward, lost to the stars. It's my fault. You'll never know the rest of the formula. That's my fault. Bulkhead's gone forever. Aww, poor kid. And so she's just, you know, everybody's saying that, you know, it wasn't really her fault. And we maybe Bulkhead will be okay. We This really hasn't ever happened before. And we didn't even get any Technobots out of the deal. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, got, I like Technobots. We got like half, I could have gotten Jim Cummings again. <laughs> we got like half of the formula for synthetic energon. So that's something. Yeah. And so, so Miko again, she tries to, you know, do something that you'll be familiar with. So she, she plays, uh, the saddest metal. <laughs> well, it's, I, I don't know she, if I'd say it's saddest, but it's definitely the most melodramatic, which is saying a lot. Is sad metal a genre? Uh, it's gotta oh, it has be. To be. There's gotta be like metal. Well, it's like death metal, goth metal somewhere in there, something. Yeah. Um, Wait, I had a thought in my brain. Where'd it go? It was shot to the stars, heavenward. But isn't it only like one note she plays? It's like a chord, I guess. And it must be like a a known chord. Whatever it is called, but like, they recognize it as Bulkhead's favorite song from one chord. Well, I mean, if, don't, don't you have any songs that you know just from like the beginning? Notes, the beginning um, chord. You're asking someone who can't even remember the words the most. Songs. I mean, that's definitely a thing I can do where, like, I hear the first couple notes of a song that I know and I recognize it. I yeah. mean, a couple of Japanese songs, maybe? Like, the if theme to Komodo song, Friends? If there was a song I knew that opened like that, I would be able to recognize it. Or maybe it. it's like a really fa- it's like the metal equivalent of the uh, chord at the end of A Day in the Life. Yeah. Um, sure. By the Beatles? Um, <laughs> um, I don't remember the names of songs or who did songs. 
and Day in the Life. Or that what music I, is. Or... I know Beatles. I, I can think of Beatles songs, but I, Day in the Life, that does not ring a bell at all. I feel like that hand puppet from The Tick. <laughs> um, okay, can, can you reference some Monkeys songs? I actually know the Monkeys better. Like Last Train to Georgia, or... Last Last Train to Clarksville. Clarksville. See, you're see, thinking you're confusing it with the Gladys Knight and the Pip song "Midnight Train to Georgia." <laughs> I am bad at music. Which again, I'm I I do like the original song, and I'm also fond of the version they do on Thirty Rock. Anyway, um, so yeah, this wakes him out of his stupor, and he's back up and doing air guitar, and that's where we end off. Yay! Yay, okay, we okay. return to the status quo. Nothing of evidence happened this episode. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, um, the events of this episode are going to come into play next episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Energon thing? Well, yeah, the, the Energon formula. Half of an Energon formula. Well, it turns out it's a bad idea to make something out of half a formula. Yeah. As we're going to find out with Dr. Herbert Ratchet next uh, episode. <laughs> Yay. It's not so much making it with half a formula, it's making it with half a formula and then injecting it into yourself. Yes. Generally, any science experiment that ends with, and then I inject it into myself, not a good idea. No, you need to really do some trials before that. Yeah. So yeah, that is TMI. I, I mean, it is kind of like a Generation 1 style episode with a little more pathos than you usually got out of that show. Yeah, yes. I, I'll definitely go along with that. I mean, it definitely had some Generation 1 correlations. Also, Bulkhead disproved Perceptor's yes. paradox. So there you go. I don't know what that would be because... He did a lot of science. Yes. Uh, well, something involving There's this. a lot of jokes like G1. A lot of bad puns. Half the jokes are okay. I mean, a lot of Megatron berating his underlings like Generation 1 Megatron. Well, that's yes. always good. So, it's not a bad episode. It's just a very, like, better version of G1. You one-eyed oaf. And the next episode, from what I can recall, is also pretty, pretty G1. Hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly do not remember the the next episode at all. It's it's very good. That well, I can imagine. Probably... Well, it's it's Jeffrey Combs being a mad scientist. Yes, yes, indeed. That's his Dark bread and butter. Caramel. <laughs> There's that, and and him pretending to be Edgar Allan Poe are his two main things in his wheelhouse. <laughs> also, snooty alien. Yes. yes. Well, that's that sort of a sideline. Combination of the two. I, I hope he shows up on Discovery. Ooh. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he really should. Although, and really, I should see more Discovery, but it's um, not on Netflix in America. Only yeah, sorry, America. Americans. It's, uh, it's on basic cable here. Oh, I thought it was on Netflix up there. It's on, you got a basic cable. You yeah, it's on like TV. I actually like to watch TV and see Star Trek Discovery. Man. Start sending bootleg tapes south of the border. Uh, profanity yes, included please. and all. <gasps> Ooh. Damn. Curse. Damn. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's a little more severe than that. Well, wow. Yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, so join us next time. Uh, of course, we will be back uh, same time, same bot channel. Uh, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with our hosting expenses and other things. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And uh, by this the time month, this comes out, we will be... Uh, our... yes, yes, we should have our, our com- Patreon Komodo Friends episode should be out, because we're back on our bullshit. Well, I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Last night in in uh, our Discord channel, I posted a screenshot of me trying to get World of Warcraft to run on Linux, and David asked if I was back on my bullshit. It's like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, we are back on our kimono friends, uh, questioning sexual dimorphism and friends and that sort of thing. Yes. And so so join us next time when we all get both stronger and faster with stronger faster. More alive or more dead. Stronger faster. Ooh, I I have to <laughs> I'll have to break out my uh favorite um song Two from masters. uh Daft Punk. What the fuck? Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to break out my action. Yeah, we'll, masters. I'm not sure if it is a reference to Daft Punk or Action Masters. It could be both. It could it's be. It's probably both. more yeah. death. Punk. Well, well, we I don't know what you're talking about, man. The writer of this episode will be uh, somebody that we'll continue to meet for years, continue to know for years to come. So join us, won't you? Oh, it, is it Ooh. their first episode? It is. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. And, and combined with, with the Night Gaunt director. Night Gaunt. Oh, yes. Uh, Shant. Sean Nicosian, the 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 name of the cosmic horror. It's Armenian. Oh, it's Armenian. I don't. I probably pronounce it horrible. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Not sure how you would pronounce it. Eventually, we'll get it right. By I find a podcast with this guy on it or something. <laughs> yes. Anyway, until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I'm the crawling chaos. I'm David. Whoops, almost saved that as Rob Tim. Uh, There are those who call this episode Tim.